Hello, people of the internet. My name is Shania Dixon. Um, I am new to podcasting. Um, I don't know if anyone will ever hear me. I don't know how this even works. I don't, I just don't know how my voice will be like heard, but hopefully one day someone will actually listen to me and people will find me and think I'm interesting. So, um, I don't really know what I'm going to be doing on here, but I definitely know I want my voice to be heard. So for this little episode or however you call it, I'm just going to be me and I'm going to talk about my life and my career goals for the future. So I am 19 years old. I was born October 22nd and my birthday is a month away. Not even a month, like less than a month now. And I am so scared. I don't think I've ever been this scared at any point in my life until now. And I feel like I'm scared because I realize that when you're a kid, you don't have to worry about what am I going to eat for dinner? How am I going to pay bills? How am I going to buy myself the necessary things that I need? Or that I want. How am I going to do. How am I going to find a place to live. How like what am I going to do. How am I going to live. I need money. I need money. I need money. Kids don't have to think like that. Because they're kids. But then you get to this certain point. You reach the peak of your life. Where you know. You're almost graduating high school. You have a job. Uh, maybe a part-time job while in school. You know, you're making money, you're providing for yourself, you're buying yourself phones, you're paying your own cell phone bill. You know, you're financially independent. And that is great. That is really great. You know, but then, like, when you get to be, like, like after you graduate high school and all that stuff, people usually tend to go to college. And let me tell you, college is not free. It just isn't. And I was one of those kids that always thought that, what if I can't afford college? Like, what am I going to do? Like, where is my life going to go? And usually going to college after high school is the traditional way. You know, you have a job, so most people could pay their own, um, most people could pay their own debt and all that stuff when it comes to college. But if you're on the other spectrum of it all, it's like, if you don't know what to do with your life, and you're at like a you're at like a stepping ground where like you're confused and you're lost 
Trust me, I'm the same way. I'm almost 20 years old and I hate to say this, but I've never had a job. And it's not because I don't want a job. It's definitely not that. Like, I really do want a job, you know. I live in an apartment with my boyfriend. It's not my apartment, it's his. And I'm, I've always been dependent on other people my whole life. You know, and it's sad to say that I'm growing up and I need to face reality because staying home, laying down in bed, eating other people's food that you didn't pay for, that you didn't help buy, you didn't pay rent or you didn't like do this or you didn't do that and you, you know, you don't have any money. It's sad, um, you know, and it, everyone's situation is different. Maybe someone can't get a job. Maybe someone's disabled, phys- physically disabled, so they can't, and that's totally okay. I understand that part, but when you're coming from the other side, you know, just someone not knowing life, the meaning of life, and like, you know, I think I've just always been I mean I've I haven't been afraid to grow up like I've grown up but like not in a way that I that I should have been growing up if you know what I mean I feel like I'm almost 20 years old I should have had like plenty of jobs by now I've should have had a good resume by now. I should have built up experience by now. But I haven't. Um, I haven't. And that scares me. Because if I haven't had a job and I'm almost 20, will I ever have a job? Will I ever be financially independent? And I know I will get a job and I'm pushing towards that so much. Um, I'm pushing towards a future. I'm in college, and that's something I never thought would happen. Because of it being so much money and not having a job in college sucks. I don't go to college in person anymore, but it's still college, even if it's online. And not having money for anything has really showed me, has really showed me what life is all about. Life is about growing into the person that you want to be. Growing into the woman or the man that you need to be for your family, for your family's sake, for your sake, you know, for the family, you know, that you're you for the family that you're that you're gonna have or that you want like it life is like it's kind of like a cookie cutter type of deal you know you go through life being young being young naive stupid 
don't even know what's to come. Um, don't know anything about life, but besides laughing with your friends and going to parties or, you know, I don't know, maybe just like getting drunk or smoking weed for the first time. That's what kids go through, you know. That's what, that's, that's that part of your life. And then, you know, you go through that time phase and then you get to like the middle part where you're kind of, where you're kind of growing up, but not really, you know, 16, 17, still a kid pretty much, you know, but that's like the prime of your life, like. Those are like the prime years of your life, like your teenage years. You know, you got to make the best, like, you know, of it. And 16, 17, you start growing up and realizing like, oh, I'm almost like in my, I'm almost in like my senior year of high school or my junior year of high school. You know, it's time to start looking for colleges. It's time to start looking for potential jobs, potential careers, what I want to major in 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 college and what I want to do, you know? And I feel like that's what everyone around that age, that's what they're thinking. And and then they get to be 20, 21, you know, and they already are working towards their career. You know, that's what life is. That's what life will always be, as we know. And I I haven't experienced what it was like to what it was like to really be an adult. You're not an adult until you start paying bills, making making adult decisions and you know, having a career or a job, a nine-to-five job, you know, you're not an adult until you start doing that. And I realized that I'm not an adult. I'm technically still a kid, you know. I mean, I am an adult, but I'm not, I'm an adult, like, I'm, I'm an adult because of my age, you know, I'm 19, 18, you're already an adult, I'm 19, but I don't feel like I am an adult, and I really, you know, I really hope that will change, you know, I'm pushing and I'm working for that, but I feel like this is what, this is what's life all about, you know, um, you know, you go through life thinking everything is going to be a breeze when you're younger. But you don't really know all of all of life's challenges until it comes and hits you in the face. When I was a kid, I never thought I would have to go through what I went through. And I'm not saying that I went through terrible, terrible, like, heart-wrenching shit as, you know, as a kid. Because I didn't. I went through stuff that was real, you know. Stuff that happens to everyone, almost everyone. Stuff that, you know, just happens in life. Not saying, like, you know, oh, like, this is so heart-wrenching and, you know, you should feel bad for me and this and that. Because, no. 
that's not the reality of it. You know, shit happens in life. Um, and I had to learn that the hard way. Um, I had to find out what truly happens in life. And I'm honestly happy. I'm happy and I'm so glad that, you know, I know the things that I know now. Um, you know, I figured it out. But I still haven't gotten, I still haven't gotten, like, the meaning of life down. I know we're here, I know we're put on earth to live and to go through all this stuff and to experience all this great stuff and, you know, to experience the bad stuff as well. But I truly don't, I truly don't know, like, the meaning of our existence. And I know there's a meaning for every person on this earth, but I haven't figured out mine. Um, and that's okay. You know, I've been trying to tell myself that's okay. You know, it's going to take time and maybe one day it'll hit me in the face and I'll be like, oh, that's why I'm here. This is what I'm meant to do. And this is who I am. You know, I've, when I was younger, I always wanted to be in the medical field. I always wanted to be a nurse. It just, helping people was in my nature. I didn't, I didn't even think twice about what I wanted to be. When people asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I always said, I want to be a nurse. You know, I always wanted to be in the medical field. It was no questions, no it's, ifs, ands, or, or anything about it. I just always wanted to do that. And I felt like that was my calling. And I, I stuck with that. I held on to that for years until I got into high school, my freshman year of high school, I wanted to be a detective. I wanted to be a homicide detective. And um, homicide is working with like, um, you know, dead bodies and, you know, missing people or like murder, you know, all of the sort, pretty much. A detective for a homicide. Um, if you guys ever seen like 48 Hours or any of those crime shows, then you know what a homicide detective does. So I wanted to be a homicide detective in ninth grade. I changed my mind. I didn't want to be a nurse anymore. I wanted to do that. And I was like, I was sticking with that from freshman year like all the way until my senior year of high school pretty much after I left high school and after it was all said and done I went to college um my first college was Ashford University it's a college in California obviously I didn't go to California and do it there I did it online I've always been an online college student 
um, pretty much. So that was my first college, and I, um, I was a criminal justice major for a little bit. I was a criminal justice major in Ashford University, but then I switched from criminal justice to health services administration at Ashford. So the same school changed my major. And then that school didn't work out. I went to another school. Um... I go to Monroe, and I I automatically knew, like, I'm doing health administration, which my parents wanted me to do law enforcement so bad. You know, they were really proud of me. They really encouraged me to do that, probably more than being, you know, in healthcare. I think they wanted me to be, you know, in law enforcement more than they wanted me to be in healthcare. And I could see why, because law enforcement is a very, like, it's a very good career. I won't knock it. And for the people that knock police and for the people that, you know, say all these terrible things about police officers, you know, there are the, there are some bad people that get hired for a job or a career and they don't, they don't really give a shit. They just don't. But then there's the other people that actually care and that actually love waking up and going to their career every single day because they just love helping people and doing what they need to do. And I feel like a lot, a lot of police officers are like that, just like there's not a lot like that, you know? And I just wanted to be that person that was happy going to their job, you know, happy about starting a career, about you know, just being in a career that I loved. And my parents were so happy about it. They were ecstatic, like, <laughs> you know, but I feel like, I feel like with age and with time, you go through periods of your life thinking that you know what you want to do and th- and having your mind and heart set on a career path and you're so determined to actually like you know do that career and you're like oh I want to be a doctor when I'm younger like you know you say you want to be a doctor when you're younger you stick with that and you hold on to that for years and years and years. And then later, I don't know, you say you want to be a lawyer and then you stick with that. And then you say you want to be a firefighter or something like that. You know, it's totally okay. People go through different changes in their life and people, you know, it's okay to be whatever you want to be. And I'll tell you this much. I also wanted to be an actress. I still love, you know, that career. I love it. Like, I love watching good shows and good series and being like, oh my God, like, how do they do this? You know, that's awesome. Like, I always wanted to be an actress and I always wanted to, like, act and I always wanted to model. 
I loved modeling, like with a passion. I even wanted to open up my own business. Um, I wanted to be a, I wanted to be um, like not only be a model, but I wanted to have my own like modeling agency and be like a agent or whatever. You know, I wanted to do all that stuff. And I wanted to be a writer because I love writing. You know, I wanted to have my, I wanted to write a book and I wanted to get things published. And, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff in life that there's a lot of stuff you know, that people go through and people change and ideas change a lot and career path changes. I want it to be all those things. And sometimes I find in my heart that, like, those, a lot of those things are just hobbies. Like, writing is a hobby and a passion. I love writing. And I don't mind, like, I don't mind, like, publishing a few books in the future, maybe. I don't mind. But as my career, um, I don't think I could ever see myself being a writer as a career. And as for modeling, I wouldn't mind doing modeling as, like, a side job. Like, I love modeling so, so much. Like, it is my everything in every sense of the world. Like, I love it. Like, I used to have my friends take pictures of me, and I used to have photo shoots. Um, not real photo shoots, but just, like, pretend photo shoots. I would dress up, and I would... Um, I would look really pretty and pose for the camera because I loved it and it genuinely made me happy. And if things if something makes you happy, go for it. Do what you love because life is short. Life isn't going to wait around for you to find something that you love and, you know, it's just not. Life is short and with or without you it goes on, which sucks. But that's what life is. And I loved modeling. Like, but I don't think I don't think I could have modeling as my career. I don't think that's I don't think that's what I'm meant to do. I truly don't know. Um modeling could is just like I look at it as like a job, a side job. That would be perfect. And, you know, and owning my own business, I don't think, I don't think I could ever do that. Owning my own business as like a career, being a business owner, I don't think so. I absolutely don't think so. But that was just like a far-fetched dream of mine. And it's okay to have those far-fetched dreams. It's awesome to dream big and to think big it's great. Like, keep those ideas flowing. Never stop those ideas. You know, keep thinking of outrageous ideas, outrageous goals, you know, because you never know if you may accomplish them or not. And that's what I want to teach my kids. 
when, you know, when I get older, I want to teach my kids that it's okay to have dreams that may never become something, but it's, it's okay. And, you know, it only makes you wiser and it only helps if you dream, like if you set your goals high and, you know, it's okay if you don't aim for your goals, your huge goals that may you know, sometimes huge goals aren't always unrealistic. Sometimes they really do come true. But I feel like I was called, like, I feel like ever since I was a little girl, I called it. I even said it. And I didn't even know what I was talking about, really. I didn't even know why I wanted to be a nurse when I was younger. I just, it just came out of my mouth like vomit. I always just said, I want to be a nurse. As soon as someone asked me, I want to be a nurse. I didn't even truly think about it. I just like, I just blurted it out. And I, I can't believe that I didn't stick with it. Because now looking back, after all those failed attempts of wanting to be you know, so many things, I always came back to healthcare. I always came back to, you know, being a nurse or just helping others. You know, um, I always came back to it. And I'm in college now for health administration. I'm getting my bachelor's degree in health administration. And I've been doing online school for a couple months now. Um, you know, but I can't sit here and say that I have my whole life figured out because I don't. And I don't know when I'll ever have my whole life figured out. And there's probably people that are just like me that don't really know what the heck they're doing. And, you know, for the people that do have their life figured out, um, that's great. You know, I wish I could be like that, but... I don't know, like, who knows? Maybe being a nurse and maybe working in healthcare, maybe that's not even for me. You know, I had my heart set out on being a nurse of some sort for my whole entire life, pretty much. Like, ever since, like, my, my, ever since I was little, and even when I changed what I wanted to be multiple times, my mind was always just circling and being like, what about being a nurse? What about being a nurse? What about being a nurse? What about working in healthcare? What about working in healthcare? That's what was going through my mind every time I wanted to be something else. So pretty much, you know, it's always been in my life. Um, but like I said, who knows? This may not even be what I was called to do. I don't know what I'm called to do. I I feel like when you know that, like, I feel like you know, most of the time you don't know what you're being called to do. And I feel like when you're lost in that aspect of your life, I feel like if you believe in God or a higher power, I feel like God will bring you to where you need to be. 
and what you need to do. Because if you don't know where you're going in life or, or like, what you want to do, I feel like God will bring you there. It may not be right away, but little steps is what's going to do it. You know, you can't just take one little step and then one huge leap, like, to your future. Sometimes the little steps count. Sometimes little steps matter. Because when you, when you take little steps to your future, I feel like you appreciate it so much more than taking a huge giant leap. You appreciate what you had to go through to get there. And little steps, like little, little steps, tiny baby steps. <laughs> but I know that somewhere down the line, I know I will be where I need to be. And it may take a little bit longer, but I'll, I'll appreciate it so much more. Um, when I get to where I, where I get to be and, you know, I will appreciate it so much more. And I hope that, you know, God will, you know, continue to bless me and continue to look out for me. And I hope that like, whatever I do in life, I hope that it not only makes me happy, but I hope it makes someone else happy. Um, I never want to go through life thinking of, I need this to make me happy. And, you know, I always want to think of other people. And I just, some like, I need to know, like, sometimes it drives me crazy. I need to know what am I called to do. I keep going through all these different, like, all these different careers and career paths. And, you know, it... I think people that have their life together and their career and sometimes I see like people that are like me, you know, struggling. But I I hope what like I said, I just hope whatever I do really makes someone else happy. Um who knows? talker for of some sort who knows I don't know what I'm being called to do or what I like I will say that I'm pretty lost but I know I put I put all my faith into helping people and into being that person that someone else needs. I put all my faith in because I am. And I feel like that will never change. No matter what, I will always be the person that wants to help other people in any sort of way. 
know, even if I can't help myself, I don't care because, you know, sometimes you can't always think about yourself. You have to think about other people. And I feel like this world lacks that. It lacks, you know, it lacks a lot of things. And I never want to be, you know, someone that, someone that's just self-centered and doesn't think about other people. So I put all my faith into healthcare because healthcare workers and people that work in hospitals and all that stuff, why would they be there if they didn't care? That's what I think. Why would they be there, you know, in emergency rooms, giving you checkups, you know, talking to you and taking your blood if they didn't care? Why would they be there? Why would nurses be nurses if they didn't care? Why would people, why would doctors go through grad school and medical school and all that stuff if they didn't care? And I don't know what I'm going to do. I truly don't know. But I definitely, definitely need to start going to church because I feel like once I get in touch with God, I've always loved God and I've always had a connection with him and I've read the Bible a few times, but I never like, and I went to church and I I just always believed. I've always been a believer. Even if I didn't go to church or read the Bible uh, like that, I always was a believer. But I feel like you could believe, but when you start you know, practicing and when you start actually going to church and, you know, having a deeper connection with God himself, I feel like he will know your struggles and he will lend you a hand and he will say, hey, I'm here to help you. You know, you just gotta talk to me. You gotta make me present in your world. And I feel like he's not present in my world. And maybe, maybe, maybe he could help me in that department, you know. If you ever need help, you know, go to a higher power. And I never realized this, but God is almighty God and he sees and he knows everything. He knows your struggles more than you know. He knows you. No one else knows you like God. God has held you in his arms before and, you know, delivered you to the world, put you on earth for a reason. He knows your struggles. He knows you. He loves you. He's here to guide you. You just got to talk to him. You just got to reach out to him and tell him what's been going on and tell him your fears and tell him your goals and tell him your excitements and all this, your accomplishments, everything that you, everything that you've ever done in life are everything you've ever thought about or everything, you know, just everything that happens in your life 
God knows. And he's here to guide you. You just got to make him present. And that's the thing. You could be a believer. But in order for God to help you and for him to hear you, you have to be present. Um, now, this is my first podcast ever. And I think I'm going to start making these more. Um, you know, I really love talking. And if you guys want me to make another one, I will. Um, if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, my my Instagram is cupcakexohan. Um, you could DM me. You could talk. We, we could build a connection. Um yeah, that's my Instagram. Um, I don't really know if anyone will ever hear this, but if you do, just listen to what I said, and I ho- really hope like it's helped. I really hope it's helped someone um, because it. I never thought I could talk like this um, because I just always hold my emotions in, and I never talk to anyone about it um, because I think like who like who really cares. Because a lot of people don't care, you know, um, but it's really helped me and I hope that it helped someone else. So I'm going to pick off, I'm going to, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Like, I'm so nervous. Um, I'm going to make another one some other time. I don't know. And uh, thank you for listening. Bye, guys. Hi guys, it's me, Shania. So before I get into this podcast, please follow me on Instagram at CupcakeXOXOHAN. Okay, so I just want to talk about love. So, let me tell you a little bit about my love life. So, here's the thing. At a young age, around like, around like 12 years old, I started doing things. I started doing things with guys to get attention. Sexual things to get attention. Remind you, I was... 12 years old in junior high school still and all the guys I've ever messed around with or talked to was always older than me and in high school and I would say that I was the type of girl that needed attention that wanted some sort of attention from whoever she could get attention from. And I know a lot of you guys know someone like that. I'm pretty sure. There's lots of people like that. I was one of those girls, sad to say. And I was only one of those girls because I was sheltered as a kid, like, Growing up, wanting to, like, 
hang out with friends, like, after school, go to the mall, or, like, go outside and hang out. I was never allowed to do that. My mom would always tell me no. And I know now that she told me no because she was just trying to protect me because, you know, you know how people are nowadays. People get into trouble. People like to get you into trouble. You find yourself in a sticky situation that you don't want to be in. Your parents have to come and get you from somewhere or you end up dead. And my mom didn't want that. And that's being a wonderful parent. And most likely I'll be like that with my children too because she was just a worried mom like anyone would be. But my mom was also the mom that had double standards. I have brothers. I have two brothers, one sister. My sister's the oldest. But I have two older brothers and... One of my older brothers had lived with me at the time when my mom was being protective of me. Always tell me no and this and that. But my older brother, he could go outside whenever he pleased. Half the time he didn't even have to ask or say he was going out. His friends would pull up in a car and he would just go. He would come in whenever he wanted. He would bring company over whenever he wanted. He had all the friends. He could go out to parties, everything. And why? Because he was a guy. And I was a girl. So I couldn't do the things that he did. Because he was a guy and I was a girl. So it was different, my mom thought. It was different, she thought. But what she didn't realize is that's being double that's having a double standard. Just because I'm a girl, I can't hang outside late. I can't have I can't go outside like a guy could go outside. I have to be questioned all the time every time I want to go outside. But yet when a guy comes along and asks is their mom could they go outside? Okay, honey, sure. That I hate so much. And I think that's one of the worst things a parent can do. Because when you do that as a parent, your kid your kid is going to not listen to you eventually. If you keep telling them no every time they want to go outside... They're going to lie to you. And it's going to become easier and easier to them. And my mom, I... Eventually, I had to start lying to her. You know... I had to... I had to start lying to her to get what I wanted... Just to go outside and hang out with someone, I had to lie to her. You don't want that kind of relationship with your parents. I never wanted to lie to her. I never wanted to deceive her in in any way, shape, or form. But I had to. I felt like a prisoner in my own home. In my own room. 
My depression got so bad because of that. I would cry every single day in my room because I just didn't understand why I couldn't go outside and hang out like normal people. So then I started craving attention. You know, being 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 in your room all the time, never seeing anyone, and being out in society among other children your age, like other teenagers your age and all that, you're going to want to you're going to want to like you're going to want to seek something. You're going to want to, like, get that attention that you've never had. So I started lying to my mom and going out with guys. Guys, like, three times, probably four times, uh, you know, the age of me. <laughs> um, I would do things thinking it's okay because, like, since I don't have any friends, if I do this, they'll be my boyfriend. They'll like me if I do this. So I used to do unthinkable things to guys that didn't even care about me. And at the end of the day, I didn't feel any better. I felt even worse. And for any young people that are going through this, please If you're being sheltered and you don't get the attention that you may want, please don't result to doing things that you will regret. Because having sex at a young age is not safe. You know, doing sexual things at a young age is not safe. People aren't always honest with you. People don't care. People only want what they want and they take what they want without any without any conscience. They don't care. Not one bit. And at that time, I didn't care. I was so young and I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I just wanted attention. And that's the thing. One day when I when I have a kid and I have a daughter, I have to make sure that you know, I'm not being that overprotective mom that coddles her kid and doesn't want her kid going outside only just to school and back home. No, I'm not going to be one of those moms because I already know how it was growing up with that kind of mom. And I'm not blaming all my actions on my mom because it wasn't her fault. A lot of the times it was just I could have I chose to do what I did all the time. I chose it was never because I was lashing out on my mom or whatever. It was always my choice. I wanted the attention, so I did it because it was my choice and I had it. 
I had the freedom because I lied to my mom. The only reason why I even got outside in the first place, which is terrible. But I never... I never want to do that to my kids. I want to be that parent that protects my children. But I also want to be that parent that lets my kid make mistakes. I want to be that parent that that my kid could come to if, you know they want to talk about sex or if they want to talk about guys or having a guy come over or having a boyfriend or if they want to show me a a boyfriend, like if they want to show me their boyfriend's picture, I want them to do that with no hesitation. I want them to do that. I want to be their best friend. I want to be their supporter. My mom was always my best friend. But there were some things I could not tell my mom. I couldn't even say I was, I couldn't even ask her, could like I hang out with a guy? Because it was always a whole big ordeal. And I understand what guys are capable of. You know, they could get you into into some serious trouble. You know, when you're young and you don't know what you're doing, you could get pregnant very easily. But the terrible part of it all was my mom didn't trust me. And I feel like that hurt me the most. She did not trust me. She would always say she trusted me, she just didn't trust them. No. I always thought she didn't trust me. Because if she trusted me, she would know that I... I wouldn't have done anything I didn't want to. Or I wouldn't have let someone do something to me that I didn't want. So she didn't trust me at all. And let me tell you, that has been a huge issue. You know, I was sheltered because of her. I didn't have friends because of her. And what hurt me was she... What hurt me a lot was she didn't realize her actions and what she was doing and how it made me feel. She always used to just, like, didn't really realize how how it made me feel. So, you know, half the time I would get really upset and start crying because that was a huge part of my life and... A lot of the stuff is because I did it because I didn't get the attention that I needed. You know, back in the day, I was like 12, 13, 14, 15. I was very wild. Very. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I was, I'm not saying I was a prostitute. Like, no, I was no prostitute. But I was definitely like, you know, I definitely had guys talking to me left and right, trying to persuade me, trying to get me in bed. And I did do a lot of things with a lot of guys, and I slept with a lot of guys. I've had a lot of experience, 
And I'm not saying I'm proud of it because I'm not. A lot of the times I did it because it was just in the spare of the moment. And I always felt bad for, I always felt bad for like saying no. I never wanted to say no. So a lot of it was because I couldn't say no. And please, if you ever feel uncomfortable with a situation that you're in, or if you don't feel like doing it, or if you're just not happy and you change your mind, please do not go through with it because it's not worth it. You, if you have a gut feeling, please stick to that. If you don't, if you change your mind, you change your mind. They have to get over it. Oh, well, what are they going to do? You know, they can't do anything that you don't want to do because then it's by force and that's illegal. But please, if you ever feel doubt, if you don't want to do something, please don't go through with it. Because after you go through with it, knowing that you didn't want to go through with it, you're going to feel like a piece of shit afterwards. And it's the worst feeling ever. And I'm going to be honest with you. After all the times I've done things with guys and I've had sex with guys, I never felt happy. I never felt like it was worth it. I always felt like garbage and like my body was being used. And I couldn't, it's like I could control it, but I couldn't at the same time. So it was like I didn't know what was happening to me. And I didn't know why I was acting out the way I was. And I had that happen to me for a long time. And trust me, it didn't get any better. It didn't. But as I got older, I realized that, you know, you got to make these guys earn it. You got to make these guys work for your love, work for your body. Don't let, don't let your body be a bar of soap. Don't let your body be a bar of soap because anybody could pick up a bar of soap and start using it. And do not let that happen under any circumstances. Let your body be like a treasure of gold. Hard to come by, very hard to find, very hard to get. Please, always keep that mindset. Because it's going to work for you in the long run. If you let someone use you like a bar of soap, You're going to feel dirty and you're not, you know, don't, don't let someone take advantage of you like that. I've had it done to me. I've let people take advantage of me. I've let my body be like a bar of soap and that's disgusting. And only because I didn't know what I wanted and I wanted most of all, I wanted attention from all the wrong places. And please, if you feel like you're not getting enough attention from like, or, or like you feel like you're being sheltered, like you need to talk to your mom and 
or whoever it is that's sheltering you. You need to be like, listen, like, this is my life. I know you're trying to protect me, but I need to go out and make mistakes. I need to go out and live my life like a normal person. I need to go out and, like, be able to make decisions on my own and be able to see who's good for me and who's not good for me. Be able to just be around other kids and be able to laugh and be normal and, you know... Every human being needs human interaction. If you don't have that, then it's going to drive you mad. And it may lead you to do even worse things. There's people out here that are sheltered so badly growing up that they don't know how to interact with other people. And there's people that, like, don't know anything and, like, They go through life not knowing these basic, like, communication skills that any other person would have known. And it's, like, it's so hard because it's, like, it's hard coming from the parent's side because it's, like, being a parent, I know you're trying to do everything you can to protect your baby. It's, like... It's like a mama bear protecting her cubs. The mama bear wants to do everything in her power to protect her cubs from a monster. You know, but that mama bear needs to realize that her cubs, regardless of what she teaches them, regardless of her sheltering them, she needs to realize that her cubs are out in the world now. They're here to make their own decisions. Now, if you teach them well enough, they'll know right from wrong. And even kids that know right from wrong, they still slip up and make mistakes. But that's a part of being human, making mistakes. If you didn't make any mistakes then you wouldn't be human. You would be like a walking, talking robot. And that's the beauty of, that's the beauty of being human. To learn new things, make new friends, go out, adventure, be whoever you want to be. You know, parents have to realize that restricting your kids isn't going to make matters any better. It's not. Your kids will end up lying to you. They'll end up lying. They'll end up doing some things that they don't, you know, they'll end up probably pregnant at a young age because, you know, you kept telling them, no, 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 no. You can't go. You can't go. And then, you know, they start lying and then they end up pregnant at like 13. Who's to blame? I mean, who's really at fault? And to be honest, I'm surprised I didn't get pregnant at like 13. I'm so surprised I didn't get pregnant at like 13 years old. Like I said, I used to be a wild one. Like, I was never wild, like going to parties and all that, hooking up with every single guy in the book. I was never wild like that. I was wild, like, whoever messaged me on Facebook, whatever guy texted me, 
or whoever I thought was cute, I'll be like, hey, like this and that, talking, flirting, and then we would end up doing stuff. And each time that happened, my values for myself, like, were lowered. But like I said, I got older and I realized that, you know, moms just want to do their best to protect you. As I got older, I've seen the news. Crazy stuff has been going on, you know. Over the years, crazy stuff has been happening. Kids dying left and right, people getting stabbed, shot, terrorist attacks, you know, rapists, you know, go for a jog at Central Park, you get raped and are robbed or killed, raped, killed. Like, it's crazy. Like, parents are just doing what's in their nature. It's in a mother's nature to protect their children. A good mother at that, at least. And that's how I know I had one of, you know, that's how I know I have one of the best moms ever. Because she cared about me so much that she wanted to protect me. But what she was doing was actually sheltering me and making me, like, really depressed. Um, I just... Degrading yourself for five, for what? Five seconds of attention? Because let me tell you, right here, right now, honey, when you, when you start, you know, messing around thinking that, oh, this guy, this guy, he's going to be my boyfriend after this, like I always thought. You ain't going to have no boyfriend after that. They're going to hit it. And they're going to run. I'm going to tell you a little story. After I lost my virginity for the first time ever. First time losing my virginity. I didn't even know how special that. I didn't even know how special that was. I took that for granted and I and I could never get that back. And it sucks. But first time losing my virginity. Me and this guy has we me and this guy talked for weeks before that even happened. And I feel like he just wanted sex from me because he's he was still talking to me before I lost my virginity and everything. We were cool. We would we would talk all the time. We would stay up late at night talking, texting. And then we had made plans to meet up at the mall to do things. So we did. And let me tell you, it was really bad. We did it in the JCPenney dressing room. I will never forget that. And we had sex. It was awful. Let me tell you. That was awful. It wasn't beautiful. It wasn't memorable. It was terrible. Strictly terrible. With the wrong guy. Everything. And let me tell you. After I lost my virginity with him. 
well, to him. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. After that happened, he ditched me. He did not want anything to do with me. He didn't talk to me. Days went by, like, I would always text him on my way to school and be like, hey, why aren't you talking to me? There was a time that I thought that I had missed my period. Well, that I didn't, that I didn't have my period and I was scared because that was the first time I ever had sex. I was so scared and I was like, hey, like, I don't, I don't have my period. Like, I'm scared. That guy did not give a shit. Guess what he said? He said, I didn't, I didn't come in you. I didn't get you pregnant. So stop it. We didn't even have sex. Are you fucking kidding me? Dude. Like, I was there. You were there. Um, it may have not been idea, but I'm pretty sure your dick went inside of me. And I, that was my first time doing anything. That was my first time having a dick in me. I'm sorry this is graphic, but, you know, I hope you're old enough to hear this. But your dick went inside me. So we did have sex. So there's a possible chance you could have came in me. So don't try and act like we didn't have sex because... We did. And that guy denied it. And he said, lose my number, stop talking to me. He didn't want anything to do with me. And that's the fucked up part. These guys do not care. So I'm telling you, please, please, please be careful. Please know that whatever you're going through and if you need attention, there's other ways to get it. You don't have to go through, you know, sex and exploiting yourself to get it because that's not a good, you know, that's not a good look. It's not, you know, um, you don't want to go out like that. You want to go out with dignity and, you know, have some self-respect. You may want attention, but like I said, there's other ways to get it. And I wish I would have known that. I wish I wouldn't have turned to, you know, having sex with guys and letting guys do what they want and, and this and that. It's like I didn't have a say of my own body. I just let it, I just let it happen and I just let them do it even if I didn't want to because I couldn't say no. But I shouldn't have gotten myself in that position in the first place. I'm just letting you know that no one, I'm just letting you know that guys are quick to want to get in your pants, be nice to you talk to you, stay up with you 24-7, then when the day comes, you have sex, they're so quick to deny any part of it. They're so quick to say, I didn't come in you. 
But how do you know? They're so quick to to ditch you. You don't want that. You don't want that look. You don't want to go out like that. You know, I am so thankful that my mom, I'm so thankful for my mom. She's taught me that, oh, you have to, you know, you have to be careful. She was so scared of me growing up. And I'll always remember that for the rest of my life. She was so scared of me, of people taking advantage of me. Because it's true. People take advantage of other people. They don't give a shit. They don't care. They don't realize how it may affect someone else. I just, whoever's listening to this, I want you to know that there's different ways of getting attention. You could join a club at school. You could, you know... I don't know, maybe instead of talking to guys, maybe talk to, you know, have some girlfriends, you know. I'm I'm pretty sure if I would have asked my mom, like, if I could hang out with, like, some girls, she would totally, be, she would, she would have been for it, totally, because it's a girl, you know, and my mom was so hesitant on guys. And I get it. Guys are very... Guys are built to have a dirty mind. Guys are built like that. They're horny beings. They're built for, you know, populating. They're built for... To have sex. That's that's how guys are. So my mom already knows, like, firsthand... I'm so glad, like, that I've snapped out of that phase where I would just let anybody do whatever they want to me. Like, I was a, like, I was a fucking, like, rag doll because it's not cute. It's really not. And all these girls in high school are, better yet, middle school thinking, like, oh, Johnny likes me. Oh, so I'm going to let him. I think he's showing me a little bit of attention, so I'm going to let him fuck me. I'm going to let him fuck me raw with no condom because I think he likes me and I think we're going to be together. No, Johnny doesn't like you, bitch. He doesn't. <laughs> um, the point is to stay safe. Listen to your mom. Know that she's only trying to protect you. I wish I would have listened to my mom because I feel dirty for eating, letting half the guys I let even go inside me like gross I want to vomit I want to throw up disgusting but I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast remember follow me on Instagram cupcakexoxohan let me know what you would like to hear next and I'll do it bye guys hi guys what's up it's me Shania so I'm back with an interesting podcast today so before I get started, make sure you follow me on my Instagram at cupcakexoxohan. So for this podcast, I really want to talk about something that's really important to me. Um, 
I'm pretty sure every girl can relate to this. Um, so this is my story and what I have to say about it. So growing up as like a young teenager, not even teenager, like pre-tween, I had always wanted to fit in with other kids and every time I saw someone in my school get a boyfriend, I always thought, wow, why can't that be me? Why don't I have a boyfriend? Which at that age, I probably shouldn't have been thinking about boys. <laughs> I mean, I was like 12 thinking about boys, okay? That's like boy obsessed. Okay, you should not be 12 thinking about boys. Um, you should only be thinking about school. <laughs> but that's not the case for most girls. A lot of girls think about boys at a very young age. And I was very naive and stupid at the time. All I wanted was to fit in. And I thought that what does the next girl have that I don't have? So if they like her, why can't they like me? Which I never had. I had never had a boyfriend at that point in time. So I would do things that I shouldn't have been doing at a young age. Because I will admit, I wanted attention. Just like any young girl that's in high school or middle school, you know, every young girl that's in high school or middle school, they want attention. I don't care what they say, they want attention. They do most of the things that they do for attention. Because at that age, you're very naive and you're really sensitive and you need, you need that attention from somewhere or someone at that age. So I would do things at like a young age just to get guys to notice me. And I'm not proud of what I've done in the past because it's, it was stupid. You know, um, I definitely know my worth and I know that I'm worth more than some sleazy guy uh, putting his hands all over me. And I've had a, I had a tough time growing up. Like, I've had a really tough time in middle school and high school with guys. So just... I wanted anyone's attention. I didn't care who it was. I don't I didn't care what guy it was. If a guy was giving me attention, I was going to do something to keep his attention. So I've had sex with guys that I probably shouldn't have had sex with. Guys that I did not trust, sketchy guys, guys that just didn't give a fuck about girls, you know, guys that didn't care about school or anything like that. You know, just like those guys, those typical guys that you find in high school or middle school. 
And at 12 years old, I started to become sexually active. Which is around the age most young girls become sexually active. I know it's crazy to think about, but that's just how it is in this day and age. (laughs) You know, it's crazy to think about it, but it's true. Most girls are very, very young when they start getting into sexual things and start wanting to experience sexual activities and all that stuff. I didn't know my self-worth. And I think that's also what screwed me in the head. I think that's where, like, I, uh, I messed up at. Um, I just didn't have anyone at the time. I didn't have any friends or anyone to turn to. And I was so scared that, like, if I didn't do something with a guy, that they wouldn't want to be with me. So I felt like, majority of the time, I felt like I had to do I had to do things to keep that person. To keep them. I I had to do things in order to have someone in my life. And most of the time, whenever I would give them sex, they would leave anyways. And that destroyed me. You know, I put a lot of my faith into guys and I let a lot of guys abuse me and abuse me and take advantage of me. I, looking back, that's not who I ever wanted to be. But I was so insecure about myself that that's who I became. And I hope one day when I have kids and I have a girl, I hope my daughter never, ever, ever feels that way. I hope my daughter never feels that low of herself that she thinks she has to do something, degrade her body, degrade her own self, her own self. And I... This is really hard to talk about because this is something that I went through with so many guys growing up and it's messed with my head. You know, I lied to my mom. I've lied to my mom so many times when it came to guys. I... I hurt myself a lot of the times um, because eventually my mom found out about some things and it hurt her. And when she's hurting, it hurts me. So I basically hurt myself. And growing up in middle school and When you get to middle school and high school, it's not easy, especially for a girl. It's not easy 
Because girls are pressured into so many things. And they think that they have to fit in. They have to do this for someone to like them. They have to be a part of the popular kids, you know. They have to be a bully. So this way that the popular kids will notice them and, like, not bully them or whatever the case may be. It's very hard. It's very hard being a girl and going through puberty. Because that's a very sensitive spot in your life. I know it was a very sensitive spot for me. It's very, very difficult time growing up. And most of the guys I did things with, I was, they were way older than me. I've always looked for guys that were way older than me. I was 12 doing things with like a 15 or 16 year old. I was like 14 doing things with like a 17, 18 year old, you know? It was never good. It was always bad. And you know what's the sad part about it? In my head, I thought that doing those doing those things, degrading my body, I thought that in my head, I thought that I would be happy. They would make me feel better about myself. They would make me feel good. They would be my distraction. But no, actually, it was the total opposite. And it's like my brain kept tricking myself. I was not like putting two and two together. I was not wanting to face reality. It was like I was so naive that like I didn't listen to what my brain was really telling me. I did not listen. I wanted to hear, I wanted to hear the positive things. I wanted to know that hooking up with this person would make me feel better. Or maybe if I hook up with this guy, maybe he will actually be with me. You know, obviously there was something going wrong there mentally. You should not feel that, you should not feel that way as a young girl. You just shouldn't. It's messed up. And I should have known, like, maybe there's something wrong with me. But, of course, I didn't know. I was young. And maybe that's why I'm so screwed up now, honestly. I mean, I do not let any guy just be with me now. Like, I have morals. I have standards. Like, I know better now. But growing up, I didn't. But whenever I would hook up with someone... I would let them do whatever they want to me. I'm telling you this. And you know what? It's honestly a little embarrassing, but every time I would have sex with a guy, after everything was all finished and, you know, set in stone, I would start bawling my eyes out. And there has been times where I have cried in front of the guy I had slept with. 
after sex. And it's not like I meant to cry. I've done it a few times, actually. And it's not like I meant to cry in front of them. It just happened. And it's like I could not control it. It was just like waterworks. You know, just I just could not control it. And they would be like, oh, why are you crying? Why are you crying? And I would feel so embarrassed. I would feel so embarrassed. And I always felt, and I think the reason why I would just start breaking down and crying after sex was because I felt so, I felt so dirty and I felt so used. I felt like, I just felt like my body was a playground and I didn't understand why no guy would like me for me. Why did it always have to be sex? Why did I always have to give my body to someone and nothing would come out of it? Like, why did I have to do that first for them to talk to me? Why? Like, why is that what they wanted? So I felt dirty and used and confused all the time. But the crazy part is, even though I felt that, each and every time, I would still do it. I would still let it happen. Because I felt like I had to. I, I felt like I had to let it happen. And you would think I would be scarred for life or scarred from having sex ever again. But honestly, I know what it's like not just to have sex, but to make love to someone that actually loves you and actually has feelings for you. You know, it's the best feeling in the world. Sex is just sex. Sex to me is just something that people just do. But making love is something that you put your mind, your body, your soul into that, into that one person, you know. And I'm so grateful that I know the meaning of making love rather than fucking or having sex. Because I have learned a lot from my sexual experiences with guys. And I know that... I don't think there was anything wrong with the guys, necessarily. I think there was something wrong with me. I, I had a big... I had a big role to play... Uh, to what ha- for what happened to me in the past. I can't blame everything on the guys that I had slept with or people that didn't like me or whatever the case may be. But I definitely know I've, I've had a huge part to play when it comes to my sexual experiences. There was something wrong with me mentally because... As a young girl, you should not feel like you have to do things to impress someone. You should not feel that way. You should not want to keep continuing to do something that hurts you. 
that makes you cry, that makes you feel worthless, like a piece of shit, dirty, and all this and that. You should not continue to do something that makes you feel so terrible inside. So clearly there was something wrong with me. And if you're listening to this and you've kind of had the same experiences growing up, um, then maybe you'll understand. A lot, a lot of girls have had this happen to them. I know I'm not the only one. You know, us girls at a young age, we just want to fit in. We just want to do things to make us seem as cool as the next person. I know I'm not the only one. Um, I just want to help other people out there that has experienced something like this. And, and if you have, I just want to let you know that I just want to let you know that it happens to the best of us. And I hope you know your self-worth now. It takes a lot, a lot of guts for people to actually admit this. Because I have slept with a lot of guys that... A lot of guys that I actually regret sleeping with. Like, most of the time I just did it just to do it. And that's not good. So I hope... When I get older and I you know, eventually have kids one day, I hope that they never do anything that makes them feel un- uncomfortable just to please someone else. For, you know, I, I just don't want, I don't want that. Because I know it's had a, it's had an effect on me. You know, it really has. So, yeah, I've made a lot of bad decisions about boys in the past. Um, and I know from my mistakes, I've learned from my mistakes. And I know to choose wisely now. I know, I know things. I've gotten older, I've become, I've became wiser So, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, This is for all the girls that have ever had this happen to them. And maybe this could be for guys too. I'm not disincluding any guys in this podcast because, hey, there may have been guys exactly like this. Okay? So... This is also for guys as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I will be, I will be back with another podcast very, very soon. Something really juicy. Something that I really, really want to tell. It's a huge story and it's affected my life greatly. So I would definitely like to tell that story. So I will be back with another podcast. Bye, guys. Hi guys, so happy new year. I'm back with another podcast. So like I always say, before I get started, make sure you follow my Instagram at cupcakexoxohan. So for this podcast, 
I'm going to be talking about toxic relationships. Everything about a toxic relationship, what you should do to get out of one or to save your relationship and to make it not toxic. So here's a little background story about me. I've been in a relationship for almost four years. My very first boyfriend. I've never had a boyfriend before. So this is all new to me. And if you're like me and you never had a boyfriend or you never had a girlfriend, whatever it may be, You don't know the ropes. You know, you're just starting out. You don't know how things are supposed to be. You don't know how things are going to go. You just don't. No one can tell the future. No one, like, knows anything. You just have to go through things to figure things out. And my relationship did not start off toxic. My relationship was very, very good. But my boyfriend, and I'm not putting all the blame on him. Some of the blame was on me. You know, not being the best partner I could possibly be. But this is really hard for me to talk about. Because I'm still having relationship problems myself. So if you're in a toxic relationship, there's two things. You can leave the relationship. If it's really, really toxic and you don't see it going anywhere, you don't see a future with this person, like, it's taken over your life, it's, you know, like, the to- the relationship is smothering you, everything about the relationship is just downright awful. If you feel that way, then you need to pick up and leave. Leave that situation. And I know it's not that easy to just leave something. Especially, it's not easy to leave a relationship that you, that you built on. You know, however many years it was, or however, or however, however many months it was, you still built onto that. You know, rather it was six months, seven months, three years, Four years or ten years. That's still time out of your life. And that time out of your life you shared with one person. So, of course, it's going to be hard. It's going to probably be the hardest decision you could make in life. But... Like I said, if you feel like nothing is going to come out of it, 
you need to leave this you need to leave immediately because being in a toxic relationship especially where there's abuse going on like any type of abuse emotionally uh, emotional abuse physical abuse any type is worth leaving and I know, like, it depends on the person and your situation, basically. Everyone's situation is different. Just because you are in a toxic relationship does not mean you pick up and leave automatically. It just doesn't. Everyone's situation is, everyone's situation is different. So... But it's never easy to leave someone that you love. It's never easy. And you know what? It's not easy to change someone. You could sit there and be in a relationship for six years and that person could still be the same. You can't change anyone. They have to want to change. You guys, you guys together have to want to change as a team, partners. You know, you're not going to get out of a toxic relationship if, if two people don't come to an agreement and an, and an understanding. It's just, I'm dealing with it right now. Me and my partner, we are not agreeing. We don't agree on, like, anything. So, us not agreeing and coming to an understanding, we are still in a toxic relationship. And it became really toxic really fast. And um, for most people, the more toxic the relationship the more dangerous the relationship. I know my boyfriend would never hurt me. I know he would never put his hands on me. But that doesn't go for anyone. Like, that doesn't... Like, that's my boyfriend. My boyfriend wouldn't do that. But... I just want everyone to know the dangers of being in a toxic relationship. Like, you could get hurt badly. Really, really badly. Being in a toxic relationship will drain every ounce of happiness from you. And I've had it happen. I've experienced it. It really does change you. It really hurts you. And it changes your mentality. And like. It changes so many things. No. It really does affect people. And. um, You know what. 
I've always said, like, growing up, when I didn't understand this stuff, and when people would, like, talk all this stuff about their boyfriend or their girlfriend and would, you know, complain all the time, saying this and saying that, and just being miserable in a relationship. When I was younger, I would be like, well, if they're not happy, then just leave. Or I would be like, well, if that relationship is toxic, then why don't they just leave? And that was me being so naive and so young. that, like, when you're older, you get into this mentality where, like, you want to grow together. You want to build together. You want to strive to be better people together. You want to build a foundation and a life together. When you're older, you think that way. And I, my younger self never knew how hard it would be to actually leave someone that you love in a toxic relationship. I never knew it would be this hard. And I'm not saying that I would leave my boyfriend because I'm not. And I wouldn't. We are taking the steps to getting our relationship to be healthy. Because it is possible. Now I'm not saying to pick up and leave your your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your, your husband or your wife of like 10, 20 years. I'm not saying that because it's not easy and that's not how it works half the time. It's just not. Like, in some cases that is how it works and in some it's not. You gotta, you have to grow through what you go through. So you grow, you grow, you learn together to go through it, you know? That's the only way it's going to work. You have to grow together. And I I love my boyfriend very much. I really do. But I used to think, like, well, if he loves me or if I love him, why are we so toxic together? Like, why? I used to think. But sometimes when you... Are with someone that's not exactly the same as you. You're going to clash really bad. Really, really bad. Especially if you're like totally opposite. And that's another thing you have to watch out for. Because that could lead into a toxic relationship.
there's so many things that could fall under a toxic relationship and there's so many things but I'm still learning myself. I'm still I'm still going through this myself. But when I get things figured out and you know when I have more to say on this topic, I will. Um so this is just a short little um podcast. I don't have much to say about this topic because I'm still going through I'm still going through this, so I can't really express any further than what I've already did. But yeah, leave me some topics to talk about, and I will see you. I will see you. Okay, why do I always do that? I will talk to you in my next podcast. Bye. Hey guys, what is up? I am back with another podcast today. So before I get into this podcast, make sure you follow me on my Instagram at CupcakeXOXOHAN. I repeat, CupcakeXOXOHAN. So for this podcast, we are going to be diving into energy, negative energy. So... Negative energy is like a powerful force. It's almost like the devil. So we think of negative negative energy is like bad thoughts. It's bad thoughts. We, you know, we carry these negative energies around with us every single day. You wouldn't believe it, but it's true. You know, we go to school with negative energy. We go to work with negative energy. Um, People around us have negative energy and, you know, putting these things into our head and filling us with, you know, a whole bunch of negative energy. Also, you wouldn't believe, but social media has a lot of negative energy. I know you guys do this. I know you guys are scrolling in your phone all day, every day, every second of the day. Don't feel bad. I do it too. Uh, you know, it's, it's honestly a really bad habit. But social media has a whole bunch of negative energy on it. Because we are constantly finding people to compare ourselves to. We are constantly you know, feeling less of ourselves because we don't have what the next person has or we don't look like how the next person looks. I get that way all the time and it only puts negative energy into the atmosphere. You know, we have to change. You know, we as a society, we have to do better. You know, we have to uplift each other. We can't be putting each other down, you know, like us girls and guys, we all need to come together. I feel like nowadays we're so against each other, so against each other, like we're in a war. That's how it feels like we're all in a war and we're all competing against each other. Negative energy, you guys. So to to change you have to be willing to to stop the negative energy. You have to be willing to change your 
to change your mindset. You know, if you're usually a negative person like me, I am the worst negative person ever. I am constantly thinking of the worst, constantly thinking of bad things. You know, I'm never positive. You could ask anyone in my family. They will tell you I am a negative person. And being a negative Nancy is not a good look. Because those negative thoughts, you're going to keep allowing those negative thoughts to come into your home, to come into your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit. You know, like, you are in control of that. There's a lot of things that you're not in control of that happens in your life or to your body. But this is one of the things that you can control. You can control those negative energies coming in. The negative energy is like a, it's like a foreign object trying to get in to your bloodstream, trying to get into your body. But you have to stop that. You have to, you have to fight, 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 fight. I know it's easier said than done. But a good way to get rid of those toxic, you know, toxic thoughts and bad energy, here's one of the, here's one of the ways. So I would suggest get a journal. Now, I used, to, I used to have a diary and I used to, I legit used to write everything I felt everything and it felt good to get it off my mind it felt so good so what I want you to do is get a diary get a journal or get a piece of paper anything that you can write on and start writing how you feel down instead of keeping all the thoughts instead of keeping all the thoughts in your head write it down don't let it stay with you because the more you're letting the negative energy stay with you, it's going to say, hey, I could take advantage of this person. You know what? I'm in this person's head now. They can't get rid of me. The, the energy is, is talking. The energy is laughing at you. The energy, the bad energy is like saying, ah, what a sucker. This person's a sucker. You know, they know I'm no good for them, but they still keep me around anyways. No, you have to push that person away. Push that person away like they were trying to steal your baby or trying to steal your candy. (laughs) Just push it away. So write everything down. (laughs) And trust me, when you start writing everything down, all all that toxic energy will be uplifted. You have to write it down. And another way to get rid of negative energy is sometimes we don't always realize this, but the people that we love the most have bad intentions and are very, very destructive in our lives. And sometimes we don't realize that. And we go on about our lives, keeping this person around, but they're just bringing down your mojo. They're creating more negative vibes for you. And you don't even realize that. But 
trust me, I've gone through it. I had a recently, you know, I had to recently kick a friend out of my life, a best friend for over 12 years, because I realized that there is nothing going to that friendship besides her causing bad vibes for me, negative energy. And I don't, I didn't want that. And you shouldn't want that for you either. Because once you get rid of everything that's toxic in your life, friendships, relationships, whatever it is that's causing bad energy, then you will, your life will start to prosper in the right direction. You will start seeing things more clearly. You will know people's intent, people's intentions more clearly you will be smarter and you will be wiser. Overall, you'll, be, you'll become a better version of yourself. And that is the best feeling ever. And in order to get to that step in life, you have to take the little steps and fight against the negative energy. Fight against it. So... I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I will be back with I will I will be back with another podcast soon and I will talk to you guys in my next one. Bye.